listening to The Universal Family, a podcast about our love for Universal Orlando. This is episode 20, where we talk about our favorite landing, Seuss Landing, and dive into some news. Time for this adventure and this podcast to begin. It's so banging. The music is great. I, I think I might give Spencer about 70% credit of why you mean the podcast. 70% of our successes podcast might of be our from anchor Spencer's. Money? I really. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. No. <laughs> I just meant I, I, I give him a lot of credit for our success as a podcast because I think just hearing that music start makes me want to listen to this podcast. So yeah. yeah. Like and Brad. It. Well, yeah, I mean, the quality is all Big River Media, 100% through and through. Yeah, I've never seen so many buttons in one room before. <laughs> it is funny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, um, it was, the last episode was just Laura and I. We did a Fast Pass episode, Express Pass episode. Don't when? say Fast Pass anymore. That you was part know, of you the You haven't episode. listened to it? I had oh, no my idea. God. Our own podcasting partners. What our was own it about? Sons. They went to the library. Dean's oh, really? listened to it. Apparently. Oh, were you guys? Uh, you told me. Oh, in the two separate booths or the or one together? together? No, we shared a booth. We're married. We're allowed to share a booth. Yeah, but it's not very spacious in there. We don't I'm mind. They came and checked on us every ten minutes to make sure we were still closed. We went to the <laughs> library and for uh for the field trip, and I was so scared when they showed us that part that people were gonna go in there and find uh the file. That's on that computer. That, that <laughs> you didn't delete us. it. You were afraid I don't of that. Think we no, did. It Nobody's going to find that. It's buried. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, funny. I don't know. It's hard enough for us to there find it. There wasn't anything else on it. it. So in our last episode, like I said, we were at the at the public library, which is awesome. That our public library allows us about, to podcast. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We're the only people. <laughs> is so there far, was one other person. Or yeah, something? they still said they're not having many people use it. Uh, which is fine by me because it makes it easy for or no us it to could, get that it. could be bad though yeah, what if true. they take it away? So local people go down to the Kanab Library, <laughs> do some auditions in there. It's a great sound. Ooh, that's a good idea. It is really cool. It's all around. But we're all back together now. So for episode twenty, we're back to the full Cooper Clan for our Universal Family podcast. If a radio show in Florida told us that they wanted us to be. A radio show there like a segment <laughs> yeah and they offered us like a lot of money but they said we can't do this anymore and we have no like free speech would we do it no but no. If, what if it was a lot of money though <laughs> you just said no free speech no like i don't know the answer would be no i feel like that'd be cool it's kind of like that every time you get a job what when you get a job there's a certain things you can't just go out and say about whatever That's you true. want yeah, interesting. Anyway, we digress. Uh, happy to have everyone back. So we've talked. What are we talking about today, yeah, Brian? We we've talked before Bri. about our favorite. I think maybe maybe not. What our love for Seuss Landing? Of course we have. Yeah, I don't know if we've officially. I don't think we've. I'm ra- sure, we've mentioned it. We haven't ranked our lands or anything, have we? No. No, not. Not officially. Well, I, I'm I'm sure, even though it's not official, I'm sure once we finally get around to doing that, we will probably find this lands high in our list. Uh, Seuss Landing is one of our favorite places. Uh, it's one of the places. Dan, is it one of your favorite places? I was just about to say. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know if he speaks for everyone no? there. Well, I thought, you know, uh, it's one of my favorite places for like what it is, not my favorite. Um, 
Let's save these ride, details. Or yeah, attraction not, not your selection. favorite collection of rides. Right. Of course not. Anyway. But attractions well, is what I'm also Let's save saying. those details for the episode where we actually talk about these things. <laughs> yeah. But it's a kitty land. What I do want to say about Seuss Landing is it's when we first land. went, uh, it was what? I don't know how to describe it even. Out of body, yeah, yeah, like it was, it was my, yeah, it was the first time I thought we're really into something beyond what I'd ever seen before. Like walking into Seuss Landing, I mean, it better than thinking you were in the future when you were in the Magic Kingdom in the future land, yeah, definitely. It was like something I'd never even considered anyone would ever do, and if they did do it, would do it at this level of detail and quality. It's very consistent. It was the first thing that Universal did that was like making you feel like you were in. A book or a movie or something. Completely immersed. I don't think they did that. Like, it was amazing. Um, I think we have said before that as a family, we were big Seuss people. Um, I grew up reading Seuss books. Our nursery that we made for our firstborn yeah, child. Yeah, did we talk about the nursery before? I don't think we have. Our nursery, let's post a picture. We'll post a picture about it. Yeah, Tayan's baby nursery was all decorated in Dr. Seuss. We had, like... Um, Bookshelves that were side like crooked. They looked like the books were going to fall off of them. And and the cat in the hat lamp. That's in yeah. my room. Yeah. Still yeah. have that. I we had an amazing uh, so like much. Horton playset, or no, it was a Circus McGurkis playset. And this was and Jamie made us some amazing balance balances. Yeah, green eggs. No, not balance. It's the thing that goes up above the window and is has like puffy stuff on it. And a lot of Universal merch. Too. It wasn't Universal. That's what you're going to say. No, in that room, yes, there was those pillows. Oh yeah, I guess of so. Adventure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. We had the Lorax Where's pillows. That, where was that height thing from? It was just a cat in the hat. Nanny you found, just found it online. It, I think it was Nanny found an, a, a Trevor treasure trove of catalog stuff. Yeah, and yes, Sissy. Remember that pink pillow that we have? Was that a truffle tree? And it was yeah. just a pink pillow. That's so cool. Yeah. Hmm. The we have but like the, the pink fluffy, pillow, the Lorax. I think it was just a, a shag yeah. pillow. Though it's just a pink pillow. It was like with shag. But it was on supposed it to look like a truffle. No, the Lorax tree. is on it. That's a different pillow. Different. Pillow. Oh wait, no, no, the Lorax is on the other side. One side is nothing, and one side is the. Lorax. And the other side just says wait, Islands of Universal yeah. Islands of Adventure. Those are two different pillows, right? Yeah, I think so. Man, I it's think hard they to think are back too. That far. There's too many pillows. We'll post some pictures though of the nursery just to show that. Yeah, I mean, from birth. Tan was definitely submerged in Seuss culture. Um, so, having been submerged in Seuss culture since he was born, do you think that maybe Tan or any of us will have noticed anything different at Seuss Landing that maybe not everybody would see? I Yes. I would think for sure as a family, we probably observe more details of Seuss Landing than other people. And that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, obviously, Seuss Landing looks like a Seuss book. I think what is surprising is how many details they have really squeezed in, not to just look like a Seuss book, but an actual Seuss references. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're all over the place. So we, in, before us, as we're recording, we have a table covered in Seuss books, and let's just check some out and talk a little bit about uh you guys so, check some out. And, and I have to say, Brian did most of the research for this because most of this stuff is right in his head but i'm holding in front of me i'm not going to say it yet but the one book that i knew so well that i knew that a thing in seuss landing must have come straight from this book and i found the page well let's actually go right to that because i was going to start with something similar to that is that when i remember when i first went uh you know be the backdrop if you will of all the buildings 
there's like large panels in the skyline. So, th- you know, even when you look up and pass something, there's so much detail that you're not just looking up and into the sky or a ride behind it. They made it look like you're in a Seuss book still. And I always thought that behind Cat in the Hat uh, ride to the right, uh, it looked like the Ooblick backdrop. It looked like Ooblick flying through the air. And it's pronounced Ooblick. Ooblick? Ooblick. Oh, it might be, yeah. actually. It, it is. Ooblick. And it rhymes Ooh, with black. other words, Ooblick Maybe later. that's kind of how it is, too. Like, it is. It's an exclamation. But I always thought it was that. But Lara... Yeah. Recognize so Brian it thought else. it was Ooblek, but as you may know, Ooblek is green, and throughout that book, it's all drawn in black and white, and the only color in it is the green of the Ooblek as it grows and grows. Ooblek IRL isn't green; it's like cream. Well, that's not cornstarch and water. Yeah, Ooblek is. You got me saying Ooblek. Ooblek is fun. Anyway, what is it? They make it for Susan. You know, and like if you hit it fast, your hand doesn't go in. Oh, but yeah. if you do it slow, it sinks in. Okay, that's like a science experiment. It is. Yeah. So the backdrop that Brian is referring to actually comes from one of my favorite Seuss books, "The Cat in the Hat Comes Back," not the original. The sequel. But the sequel that Brian always just thinks is just like it's, it's just a Seuss. I mean, it's fine, but but it was always my favorite, and it is from the 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 page where. All of the pink stuff that has been collecting throughout the whole book explodes into an explosion, and it's it's like says vo- it all vooms out everywhere, and it basically looks like pink clouds and stuff, and there's blue behind it, and that's basically the that's the backdrop that Brian was thinking of. Yeah, can I have a book? Yeah, the Lorax. Yeah, I mean, there's some obvious ones. I mean, every, I mean, surely people realize the Lorax is a book. The one I first picked up. What is do you Mc- mean? I mean, I would think that when people go there, they see. The Lorax. And they're like, oh, that's a Dr. Seuss book? Um, well, yeah, for I'm anybody like... who hasn't experienced it there, um, what's really cool about the Lorax exhibit there is you walk, you can walk through and listen. The once and, and it reads the book to you. Like, you just put your ear down to it, and you can just listen to the book being read. Yeah, it starts with the Onceler's Tower. You walk through. It's, I mean, I, I get so excited about Seuss Landing. We don't spend nearly enough time there. We still spend quite a bit of time there. I would say for the age of kids that we have, we probably spend a lot of time there. The one that I first picked up was McElliot's Pool, and I don't know what was there in Seuss Landing of this, but then I opened to the first page, and there's a picture of the sign that says McElliot's Pool, and that's what it is. It's I think it's in the lagoon, is it? It's I right, know it looks familiar. Yeah, it's so. directly, as soon as you come across the bridge right on the right, there's those little ponds, Yeah, and it, it says McElliot's Pool there. There's references to McElliot's Pool. So I noticed the sign is and the, the fish, same. then the fish, the fake fish that are there are from McElliot's Pool. The fake pool. fish. Yeah, there's real fish, too. Just in case you too. were wondering if they were real. <laughs> are all these books have to do with something about Universal? There's something in Seuss Landing from all the books in front of is you right now. Is everything? Everything no, in Seuss No, there's Landing. more. There's more Obviously. just the stuff that we've I'm just saying, they're just these are I mean I didn't do any like research. Do you have every single Dr. Seuss book? We do Basically. own we own all the Dr. Seuss. I mean, Seuss we books. just looked this how up is that and possible? We researched these and had all of them. That's so. expensive, yo. And how do you get all of them? We it took some time. How long? Well, it's it just started, a collection. It started with the baby shower before you were born where we asked everybody to bring a Dr. book. Dr. Seuss books. And a lot of them that they brought were Dr. Seuss books. That's what I was going to say earlier was that like People, it was such a good choice for them to choose Dr. Seuss because Dr. Seuss has been read to children for so long that everyone loves Dr. Seuss. You know what I you mean? You know what's interesting about that is I was listening to the UUOP. That's my plug for Shout the week. Out. Um, and <laughs> oh, over, over across the pond, they're not 
that familiar with Dr. Seuss. They they were um, they had their daughter on for one of the podcasts, and she said that she and her friends they have no except for having seen the Lorax movie and some of these movies, right. and of course the Grinch, Cat in the Hat movie. But generally in England they do not read Dr. Seuss. Where are they so from? Sad. Oh yeah, England. He's from here. Dr. Seuss, New England. He doesn't look like it. He looks like a Theodore the crazy scientist or something. Uh, yeah, that surprised me. I mean, I kind what of always What was his real name? I wondered that the Theodore other day. Theodore Geisel. No way. Yeah. Did he, like, name a character after himself? No, but he <laughs> scrambled his letters up, and some of the other books he wrote are that name scrambled. Like, what are some of those? I, feel like, I don't know. I don't Let's remember. Let's talk either. about what's in Seuss so, Landing. So, again, back to Seuss Landing. All, all the books in front of you now I know have references uh, in Seuss Landing. I'm sure there's more. These are all just things I that I've observed. This one. one of my favorites is this one. Tane, do you know where this one's at? The Zamp and a Lamp? Oh, God. Nothing. Where is, is the Zamp and a Lamp? No, it's better. No, where it is. Is either. it a lamp that it you can do that? It is actually one of the regular street lamps. If you look up, there is the silhouette of oh. the Zamp and the Lamp inside the lamp. I want to see that. I, it's right it in front of. It doesn't say Zamp. No, it doesn't or say anything. anything. You just have to look up and That's you see so it cool. in the light. What about the um, the popcorn stand? There was a popcorn stand that has a reference at the top of it. Remember we saw that? Or uh, the popcorn stand? I don't stand. remember. What about the police car? That's from Mulberry Street. Who's holding that one? It's right Get here. Get me Mulberry Street. That's the. You'll also notice in there. There's like the uh, the parade judges, and when you're there wow. at at the Mulberry Street store, he's Doctor Seuss is one of those judges. Yeah, he looks like that. No, no, I'm just saying the people that are in the book. You see, what's the, the thing that Doctor Seuss there. is at? I don't know. The thing of there's okay. Hold on. There's a Doctor Seuss drawing of Doctor Seuss as a character in somewhere in Seuss Landing. I mean, that might be. I one think of, it's that's them probably as the, one of the I judges. I think it's a bunch of that people as sense. these people. Yeah, the parade judges or whatever yeah. they are. Yeah, I think, I think he's you're one right. Of them. This one is the Q like Qs for Quan Quanus or Quan. Well, is this elephant in it? No. That share that would be cool. Which one is that? This in one's in On Beyond Zebra. That's oh, where Quan Q is for Quan Quan is for Quandary. So I love this They do every so letter, much. and that's for Q. Yeah, so it's, it's Z is for zebra. How do you spell it doesn't exactly say that. It literally just says, you might find yourself spelling, like Quan is for Quandary, who lives on a shelf, and then so on. Right. But it doesn't say Q, Q is for Quan, right. Quan is for Quandary. You get it. You see it, Tan? What are you holding up? Describe it to us. That's a pretty page. It's like a racist-drawn Chinese person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, well, there is anyway, that, too. So the Zamp on the Lamp is actually, I was thinking about where it's at. It's past Mulberry Street on the left. Where's right Mulberry before, Street? Uh, it's the big store on the left. Oh. The one where you're almost all the way through right Seuss before Landing. Moose Juice Goose Juice, yeah, which is also where the lamp is at. It's on the left there. But Moose Juice Goose Juice, look, kids. Let me see. Right there it is. Oh, jugs the jugs look the same. Yeah, the jugs are the same. Oh, and everything. I love the art style. You read that. Isn't page. it crazy that this became a these came before? Moose is asleep. He is dreaming of moose drinks. Um, goose is asleep. He is dreaming of goose drinks. That's well and good when a moose dreams a moose juice. And nothing goes wrong when a goose dreams of goose juice. That's hard to read. I'll never forget, again, being there the first time, walking up and thinking, oh, my God, there is moose juice and goose juice in real life. As a like, kid, I thought about that small, all the time. That's such a small thing in a book that they just made real and, like, spent probably, like, a million dollars on. Not a million. I mean, it really did. Sh I mean. How many people go to. It shook me, as they say, these so, kids. I uh, was shooken. Shooketh. I was shooketh. So the I mentioned a popcorn stand earlier. What it actually is is the icy snacks stand, and on top of it are Mr. Brown and Mr. Black. Oh, from Mr. Brown Camus? Yeah. I love that one. Maybe my favorite. Let me see. Yeah, that is my favorite. 
What is the reference, though? They're on top of the popcorn booth. This Mr. was from Brown an article know. that I read by the theme park tourist. Oh, here's uh, this is my favorite. Is that where if I were in the circus? Yeah, Circus McGurkus. If I were in the circus, uh, and Sneelock, which you know, if you're not familiar with this book, it's this kid's um, imagining of a circus. He's the book opens up with him walking by a junkyard, basically. And the man who takes care of the junkyard is Sneelock. And you see it on the front page. It's just this old man standing in the doors. But as this kid starts dreaming up the circus in his mind, the circus McGurkus, he goes on and on. And old man Sneelock is basically the everything. He's the ringmaster. He's the trapeze artist. Like, he's everything. And look at the train. I mean, it's exactly the train that you see then can, like, sit oh, in. Oh, you sit in? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, of course, here, read this page scene. And while all this wild ruckusing goes on below, at the top of the tent, look, the star of my show, great daredevil Sneelock, the world's bravest type. He comes pulled through the air by three Subrian snipe on a dangus contraption attached to his pipe. <laughs> and they say that. They, see, uh, they say that first more, part. But I'm not reading it. As you're going through on the train, they say that first part. Look up in the air. You see Sneelock. Is he there in the Yeah, he's oh, swinging yeah. up there he's in there. the circus. That's amazing. Here's one that I I don't I can't say for sure, but I feel like and I haven't been through this line in so long I can't confirm it. But I feel like in my memory, can I say the name of this one? Yeah, <clears throat> the Butter Battle Book. This is the Butter Battle Book, and I feel there's a reference to it in the line t- to um, the trolley ride. Really? Yeah, I think I, if you ever wait in the normal line. We never line, go through the normal line. I know, but I really feel there's a panel in there that talks about the butter bottle. I will never, ever go through the normal line of that either. ride because like even the, the express is... It is the hottest, slowest line. It's like triple the amount it says, always. It's never accurate. The Butter Battle book is a great book about... A butter battle. Yeah. <clears throat> there's war? a wall. Yeah, it's, a, it's an anti-war book. On one side of the wall are people that butter their toast butter side up and people that eat their toast butter side down and they just have to fight each other there's a whole lot of war in that book you can read it and see what you think everyone should read butter battle book and see what they think hey that's a good idea well not not giving out an assignment to read it but i'd be curious we'll post uh, a picture of our seuss nursery and if you're listening go comment and tell us what your favorite seuss book is and i'm curious what people's favorite seuss books are because i don't know if i could pick one honestly Oh, Everyone Stitches. has a favorite. There's a good one right Horton there. Hears hey, a there's the statue of Underrated. This isn't Horton Hears a Who. That's Horton Hatches an Egg. So what's Horton Hears a Who? That's the other one where he hears the who on the thistle. So where Horton is Hatches an Egg, is that um, the bird? That's the, yes, the, the nest is. outside of... The bird nest yes. that we have the pictures of the kids in over the years? Yep, it's right here. That's I mean, you can see him actually on the cover sitting on the nest, but if you look in the book, you see the big red spotted egg that... Horton mm-hmm. ends up setting on. Yeah, so that so there's if you haven't been or don't know or maybe didn't pay attention, but outside of the between McElliott's pool and the cat in the hat gift shop, outside, there's a, a giant egg, the it's Horton's egg. Yeah, you so can set if on. you just rode Cat in the Hat and you come out it in the gift shop, um you make a left out of the <clears throat> gift shop right there into this little area and you'll find that really nice little bird nest that you can put your kids on and take pictures of them as they grow up. And of course, You're there's the only Yurt people who have done that. No, we're no not. way. Are you kidding? And of course, there's Yurt of the Turtle. There's some like Yurt of the Turtle topiaries there. Anything else? Any other book references here? Do we go through I don't all see the... any others. I think we've been I through mean, all of I them. Feel like if I feel like I'm walking in my pocket. 
Oh my There's gosh, of course. Frick, but look, I want you guys to see something. So if I ran the zoo, that's the great play oh, area. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's the great play the area right when you come inside. inside. But look at, I mean, you won't believe some Those of these things. references in here. That but thing, that's the entrance. That looks like the entrance. I mean, if you just, if somebody gets a copy of If I Ran the Zoo book and looks, you'll find that, like, you really do get a walkthrough there. Oh my god, that thing! Here's the weird thing. I don't read these books, but I look in these books and I see things and I know I know them. I don't remember If I Ran the Zoo. Because they're at, that's at the biggest Universal. Play area. I know. Seuss Landing. That just goes to show. I just show. don't remember it. That thing. That, yeah. like, I don't know. So I don't the thing even he's talking about is, is a page I do that has a time. black background with a blue-haired yeah. person on it that looks very cool. Which is great, by the way. <clears throat> I mean, as far as a solid that's black scary. page with the blue hair, yeah. that's really cool. I love Dr. Seuss art. Me too. Uh, look, there's the cage that used to spray water yeah. that you control in the... Mm -hmm. All right, we can't do too many visuals. Yeah, uh, yeah, not everybody yeah, yeah. can see these I just things. Want, I, I think everyone should go read the If I Ran the Zoo book so you can see. If you're going to Seuss Landing... And can walk through If I Ran the Zoo, you treat yourself to reading If I Ran the Zoo first, and you'll be amazed of all the cool things you'll see while you're in there. Is there like right a Dr. Book. Seuss book selling place at Seuss Landing that has like every book ever? They used to. They, they have far less now. We, Is that we how you a got a lot of them? No. I think we might have bought a couple of these there, but I don't know. I think what's really no, cool... No, one of them, uh, Horn Hears a Who, I think I was looking at, says on the, it has a universal sticker on, on the, the back too. The, uh, it's right before the candy shop on the right is the bookstore. I think what's really cool is if you didn't know anything about these books and you walked into Seuss Landing, and I'm sure people do this all the time, you're still going to be pretty amazed by the place. You might, everyone knows you might Dr. luck Seuss. into walking through the Lorax and listening to some of the story, even though you might not be familiar with it. You're going to ride some amazing rides like the Cat in the Hat and One Fish, Two Fish. And, of course, the Carousel is amazing. You can so get some it's just neat hash. If, if you've never seen any of these books, you're still going to really be impressed walking through that land and just seeing this place that looks like nowhere else. And I, I think that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it, because of exactly that. Like, it looks amazing for anyone. Like, even if you knew nothing about Dr. Seuss, to walk in there, you would know immediately you're in something special. I, I'm sure everyone's heard, or maybe not, uh, the rumor, or actually it's true, that there's no straight lines in Seuss Landing. Like, that was a big important part of Universal when they worked with the contractors and the developers that no straight lines in Seuss Landing, which is true. Even, like, the metal fence posts are meant to be curvy. They got trees from hurricanes that they transplanted because mm -hmm. they're all twisted and weird-shaped. Uh, it's awesome. But so you can walk through not knowing anything about Dr. Seuss or Seuss books uh, and still completely enjoy yourself. But if you know some of these books and, and remember some of them as a kid, you'll be amazed of how many details – the good people of Universal squoze into that And that's what's us. neat about remembering things that you just barely remember from when you were a kid. When you see them in real life, you're like, that looks familiar. Yeah. And you have no idea where it came from, but it's there in your memory. So, favorite ride in Seuss Landing, Dan? I don't know. Just wondering if you have one. I guess Cat in the Hat is just cool. I think it's if I ran well, the zoo Cat for me. Well, Cat in the Hat's one of my favorite rides, but my favorite ride that we haven't talked about very much is probably One Fish, Two Fish. I have had so much fun <laughs> it is great. on that. I love... Following the instructions and getting wet. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I now really do miss Seuss Landing and can't wait to go back. It's yeah. easily one of my favorite places in the park. Hopefully we will do that. Time for the news, headlines, national coverage. So don't screw this up. I just lost my... I have to open it again. <laughs> okay, everyone. We would like to start this news segment... Wait. 
And then put a beep after she said that. All right, we would like to start this news segment with the very sad news. Oh, this is sad. Of the passing of a universal legend. A person who was a true classic and whose attraction at Universal Orlando Resort is one of our forever favorites. They will never be missed. Yes. Angela Lansbury has passed away at the age of 96. <laughs> that was so cringe. <laughs> it is possibly it is super cringe, but we're, we're, we're going with it. So Angela oh, and the Hagrid guy died. Yeah, but that's whatever. Robbie Coltrane, too. But also that's Robbie so Coltrane. One thing, one thing before the other. God, we're going to be canceled. Angela Lansbury was... Who the heck is that? She was the star of Murder, She Wrote. Well, you know what murder, else she was? Murder, comma, she wrote. Yeah, murder, comma, she Important. wrote. It was an 80s show. You've never seen an episode of it or anything? I haven't. I've heard of it, I guess. So it was a it show was in the 80s. It was beloved by all grandmothers everywhere. My grandmother loved it for sure. I liked it too. It was kind of neat. Every week was a different whodunit. She was a murder mystery novelist, uh, but she would solve crimes in her small town, which is so funny. Um, but they had a ride. It was one of the uh, old Universal An rides. An attraction. Yeah, not a ride. It wasn't like a roller coaster. Show? Yeah, kind of a show. What do you do in it? Well, it was like a like a fake sound stage. You would go in. They acted like you know one of those things. Like we've got to finish the episode. Like real quick. Uh, what's it called? Like Disaster. What? Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, except they taught, taught that's you. cringe. It was fun. It was an episode that they needed sound work done, so they would ask for guests to help. Um, you would like do some voiceover stuff, so they would teach you how to record voices after it was recorded, and then you would also do like sound effects, so like leaves rustling or footsteps in the dark or so rain. It couldn't have lasted that. Um, the first time I went to Universal was 1997, and it wasn't there anymore. Was are you sure about that? Was, I'm not sure about that, but I definitely didn't see it. Where was it? Uh, it's where Transformers is now. So it went. Transformers Now, before that was Xena Princess Warrior, which is probably what was there in 97, if I had to what guess. What was there before Transformers, like right before? He just said Xena it. Xena Princess Warrior. Oh, well, right before it was like a she was parade big. watching space. Xena was, was closed way before Transformers started, but they had like a, a, for pass holders, you could stand there and watch the parade. It was like a roped off area. But before that was Murder, She Wrote, whatever, Mystery Theater or something in like that. In what year? <clears throat> Did it close? I don't know what year that ride closed. Let's look it up. I want to watch the murder she wrote. I wonder if it's streaming. Yeah, you should watch a murder she wrote. I wonder she if murder wrote. she wrote is streaming anywhere. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, it opened on June 7th, 1990, and it closed in 96. And it was replaced with Hercules and Xena, Wizard of the Screen. And I never did Xena. I am guessing that it probably was the same kind of thing. But I never did that one. You never. That's something you. Have. Is that the only Warrior thing you haven't rode? Princess? It might be. It might be the only thing I've never rode. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. With an X, I think her yeah. name starts with an X. Xena. Correct. Mm-hmm. And doesn't she have like an X blade and she throws it? I don't I think have so. No idea. I didn't watch no. it. No, just a big Conan kind of sword, I think. No. A barbarian sword. Yeah. So, but also importantly, Mr. Robbie Coltrane died. And that is truly sad. I mean, he was not 96 like Ms. Lansbury. He was, How did he he was die? A, a young 72, and he has passed away. But Of old age? I'm not like, it's not like Hagrid is gone. Hagrid will never be gone. They put flowers by his animatronic. That's really sweet. Oh, that's awesome. I that's, hope they stay there forever, And too. that really is, as far as attractions at Universal go, one of the best oh, there will without, ever, ever be. Without a doubt. 
Animatronics? No, the whole just ride. Just the ride. The, whole thing. Oh. the, the thing, animatronics mid. The thing I think is awesome about him is I like you know we read those books and the movies came out. Seeing him as Hagrid was he's exactly like the perfect how I pictured a- adaptation. Him. Completely, like he was like a living, walking, well, acting Hagrid. It a was little amazing. history on our our Harry Potter history. We watched the first movie. Mm-hmm. Before we read any of the books, exactly it was right. kind of back then. It was like everybody. It was like, oh, everybody's reading these books. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're amazing, but whatevs. Is but there, there was, has there ever been a book like that recently? No, like those books, books are like legendary. There's nothing like them ever before. Like it's weird because I can't even imagine being people being like, oh, have you read this book? Like, yeah, I mean they were so popular, and we were just—I don't know—we were just out of college. We were just kind of not paying a whole lot of attention to that. But when we saw the movie, we were like, "We got to read this immediately." Immediately, night one, left we the theater, went by the every books. Every book Where that at? was available at the time. I think In we Beckley bought them at Walmart. Which was one, two, and three. I think. Yeah, we bought them as a set—a box set of one, two, and three. Yep, that's exactly what we did. And after that, we brought every book on the night that it came out and read every one. But um, so Mr. Coltrane really was our introduction to Hagrid. We did not know Hagrid till we saw That's him. That's true. You're he right. is Hagrid to us. Man, he was great. I, what's amazing is when people read books before they see the movie, like not in <clears> our <throat> case, but um, with this book, you have a picture in your head of who this guy is because you don't have much to go on. You have to invent it in your yeah. head. So that that was never replaced for us. He was just it. He was Hagrid. And we're so lucky that that whole film series finished with him because, I mean, Richard Harris was by far my favorite Dumbledore. And when he passed away and they had to replace him, I never liked the new Dumbledore as yeah, much at all. Yeah, but in defense of the new Dumbledore, like, when it gets, like, really serious and sure. stuff, that other guy couldn't have done that. Richard Harris could have done that. He definitely could have done that. Tayan made a point the other day that do you think the last time that that guy played Hagrid was for the ride? Definitely. Cool. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Good call, Zane. I love the Richard Harris Dumbledore, but he does sing one of the worst songs that's ever oh, been come made. On. I disagree. The yeah. last half of that song is amazing. Oh. The last half of the song it, is fine. I can't make it to the last Gosford Park. That part is awesome, If anybody is curious of the Richard Harris Dumbledore classic. We'll listen to it on the way All home, right. I promise. Cool. Moving on to our next piece of news. Yeah, you got some more ba-dum, news? Ba-dum, ba-dum, I do. Some more details have emerged about the Ministry of Magic <gasps> ride that is coming up at Epic Universe. Tell us about it, Janet. So, uh, interestingly, Walt Disney World News Today reports that some details have been shared about this new this new attraction um, and the land will so be inspired. So this is the, in the Epic Universe. This yeah. is going to be the new Harry Potter ride going in Ep- Epic Universe. Yeah, and we we talked about it a couple episodes ago. What we thought it might be like, but this says that the land will be inspired by Paris France's answer to Diagon Alley, which is called Place Cachet, as seen in Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. So the land around this attraction will be France's. Huge surprise. That's Interactive cringe. wands will be integrated into the land. Ooh, good. Like, That's of actually course. not cringe. That's kind of cool. Well, um, I mean, and, what else would they do? And although the land will be inspired by France, the attraction, with the working title, The Battle for the Ministry of Magic, will transport oh, guests back awesome. to England and to the British Ministry of Magic. <laughs> guests will enter a flu network station full of fireplaces, which wizards sometimes use to trap. Well, we that's, know. We that's know. Awesome. We're going to go through fire? So I mean I who knows what they're gonna do but I mean you guys remember that scene you you can see the London 
Ministry of Magic with like the really dark green and the black mm-hmm. tile yep. and the big line of flu network fireplaces. Yep. I mean, surely they're just going to have some kind of and the statue. trickery green lighting to make us look like we took a flu. But how is it going to make us disappear? I assume we'll get into like some kind of fake elevator kind of thing. Who knows? Or maybe it's just like walking through and you get a... You know, you walk, you enter one end of a fireplace that looks like grimy, and you walk out, and you're in the other end of another fireplace that is in the ministry. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure people wondered how are they going to make us walk through nine, platform nine and three quarters before they saw it, and then, which is amazing. Yeah, it's still fun. I just watched another video of people doing that today, just a random video, of people walking through there, and I watched the whole thing. I love the. I mean, I have no idea again what the story is going to be, but just the title alone. Fight for the Ministry of Magic. I it's mean, gotta be with those French people, right? Probably, and it'll be. It's going to be a little bit spooky. I mean, I'm sure Death Eaters are going to come, and you'll be wrapped up in a battle. That sounds so exciting to me. I love it. Any other details? Yeah, so it's going to be inspired by um, the night in the Place Cachet. Will it be inspired by its appearance in Fantastic Beasts in the 1920s, which is also kind of fun because that is it's going to be in the past. That's cool. Mm. It's going to look like. An old version of all of that. Of course, they said that we'll have the that we'll, we'll pass by the ministry's impressive lobby statue, the one where the. Oh, so the other interesting thing I see in this article is, oh my gosh, it's going to be based on the ride system of Spider-Man. That's huge. It's not really. Was yeah, it? Keep uh, going. Gringotts like that too. Transformers is, but I mean that means it's going to be. I mean, that kind of track system in 3D. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of information in this. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Walt Disney World News Today, the worldwide leader in Disney So that's exciting. I wonder, so, hmm. The queue will take guests past various ministry departments and offices to the load station, just That'd like in Spider-Man. How do they know this stuff? I have no idea. Um, Because it came out from, I think, the Screamscape.com shared this information. I never know how these people get these things, but it's almost always true. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, think about Journalists, that. Journalists, who could think guess about, how they do it? Think about getting in some kind of cart that is like the scoop and then going through the Ministry of Magic as a battle of wizards and things happen. I mean, that's... Be awesome. so excited about it. Like, that's the most excited I've been that's about that That's what they did for Gringotts, it. though. The Gringotts is a, made it it's like more it. like a roller coaster. It's not the Spider-Man system at all. Well, that's cool. Well... So the large, huge building that we talked about last time, a few episodes ago. Right, the biggest thing back. you can see. <clears throat> Call back. That's going to encompass this, or that's going to have this Paris version of their Diagon, of a Diagon Alley-like place, and then also the Flu Network that takes you to London. Right. Sorry. And this ride like, right? will be in that. It's wow. Be pretty neat. Very, very cool. Thank you, next. All right, so next... I lost my lost my document again. In my solitude. <laughs> okay, so this is really exciting. This is from um, InsideTheMagic.net, and the title of this article is "Universal Orlando Beats Walt Disney World in Stunning Report." Um, Good so hope. this report basically <laughs> it, it has um, attendance records for 2021 um, Disney compared to Universal Parks. So, Universal Studios Florida, now this is the 2021 theme park attendance report. So, information from this report shows you that Universal Studios Florida had 8.99 million visitors, 
Universal's Islands of Adventure had 9.1 million. So about the same, a little bit more to Islands. Well, yeah, I mean, 8.99, that's pretty yeah. much nine. <clears throat> nine is nine, so that's nine million for each of them. Just 200,000 difference. Disney's Animal Kingdom had 7.2 million, Epcot 7.7, and Hollywood Studios 8.6. So now, Hollywood Studios. Not mentioned is... in this paragraph, of course, is the Magic Kingdom. Which would be way more than Coming all of in those. at 12.7 yeah. million. It's just kind of a given. It's right. always a nightmare of people there, no matter when you're there. Right. So hey, wait, what year was that? 2021. What? And that's because of Velocicoaster. Well, I think it's just in general. I mean, think about it. We've seen the crowds and go Hagrid's up. Hagrid's motorbike adventure. For sure. I mean, it's kind of funny because I I am super excited that attendance is up at the parks, obviously, because I think everyone should enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, we're going to now be dealing with crowds as it gets more popular. The crowds get bigger year-round, which... Yeah, and there are only two parks. Sucks. So at Disney, your people are split up among many different places. Yeah, but the numbers are the same per park. Per, uh, yeah, but if you had that. five places to go, you know, there aren't going to be as many people at Animal Kingdom. It's going to take some people away No, from... you just said that Animal Kingdom had like 7.8 million over the year. So that means its crowd and Universal's crowd was pretty much the same all year round. Well, Universal's was higher. Right. Yeah, right. 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 But I'm million. just saying, because you have a place like Animal Kingdom, you have Hollywood Studios, you have whatever that other place is, they kind of spread out a little more. Hollywood Studios was 8.1 million? Hollywood Studios is 8.6 million. So Hollywood Studios was 8.6, Universal Studios Florida was 8.9. 8. Yeah. So those two places had the same crowd all year round. Well, plus or minus 300,000 Yeah, people. that's not very many people. But yeah, so I mean, the crowds at those are equal at this point. Yeah, and I'm also I'm curious about the size of those parks. Like I mentioned, that um, Magic Kingdom is always so crowded, but Magic Kingdom is small, small, and that's a lot of people. Hollywood so Studios I'm is definitely bigger. The, the like the physical footprint of Islands of Adventure, for, for instance, compared to Hollywood Studios. For sure, I mean Hollywood Studios is a pretty big park, but I mean we've always talked about how once we went to Islands of Adventure. We could immediately see old design flaws in like yeah. the Disney parks. Like the, but clearly, the importance they get better. Of this article is saying that Universal is really coming up. Yeah, they're a major competitor. I, Disney knows that at this point. I, anybody that thinks that Universal is not a major competitor to Disney anymore is just silly. I mean, yeah. sure, Magic Kingdom. I mean, and the fact that they're building Epic Universe right now, so that's going to be a huge draw. Magic Kingdom is huge, and it's still clearly bringing in 12 million people. Is a ridiculous amount of people. In a year, and that's a lot. Um, but I, I, I think of that almost as like the McDonald's hamburgers thing. Like McDonald's sells a lot of hamburgers, and I think a lot of it has to do with Happy Meals and kids like Happy Meals. Not us, thank God. But anyway, hmm. anything else? I don't know. Those basic cheeseburgers on the billboard get me every time. No I thanks. want them. Mm-mm. I never crave a McDonald's a hamburger. A chicken is busting though. It's only one dollar. Hmm. It's, it's not about the price. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm glad Universal got Harry Potter. Me yeah. too. If they didn't, they'd be Who like knows at the bottom. Be. This podcast might not exist. Probably. We loved it way before there was a Harry Potter place there, though. We even had passes. Yeah, we've had annual passes since before Potter was there, even. We loved it. It is great now, though. It's something truly magical. Yeah, I still miss Jaws and Amity. Like, <laughs> Me too. I really, really miss them. <laughs> Y'all talk about your misses too much on this No, podcast. we love it all. And you it can just miss took things me tw- and still love like, me things. It took me like eight seconds to say that. Now nah, I'm done. But I'm just saying it's true. And it's over. Well, that was it. Episode 20. Stick a fork in this one. 
That's fun, guys. Thanks. It's done. Thank you for listening to episode 20 of the Universal Family Podcast. Don't forget to add and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded at Big River Media. For more info on them, go to bigriver.media. Our show music is by Spencer Elliott. You can hear more from Spencer and purchase his music at spencerelliott.net. You can also contact us by visiting ufpodcast.com. Follow us on social media at Universal Family Podcast. If you've had fun, do as I tell. Take a big breath and yell. Yell. Come on, yell. Yell.